and welcome to Donna Martin Graduates. A podcast where we watch old episodes of Beverly Hills 90210 in order, and then I use the same introduction for both weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going to hear it, so. I'm one of your hosts, Andrea, not Andrea. And I'm your other host, Kelly, and this week we watched Season 2, Episode 20, A Competitive Edge. Ooh, sounds thrilling. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> this week, we start off with some sports guys doing some sports stuff, and it's in slow motion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of their heavy breathing and grunting, um, though, is a little disconcerting. Yeah. At the Brandon holding a notepad, talking to the gentleman who is um, probably the coach, I guess. He tells Brandon that he is a great sports editor, but the relay team could also use a lot of help. Brandon reveals that he ran relay back in Minnesota because, you know, what did that kid do? When did he find time to do anything else? I don't know. I mean, we had hockey. I mean, are you done with hockey now? That was only just last week. Dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Steve catches up to Brandon and asks if the coach said anything about him or the relay team. And Brandon all of a sudden is like, nope. (laughs) Steve is upset because he keeps getting cut from all of the sports teams. His words, not mine. Brandon reassures him that he is a great athlete, even if he has horrible fashion sense. Mm -hmm. Crop tops, anybody. Crop tops. Suddenly, Steve looks off in the distance and says, I don't know what she sees in him. Cut to Kelly and Donna talking to Kyle, who exists again all of a sudden. Yay! He explains that he gets up to run at 6.45, and so? I've already been awake for over an hour by then, dude. (laughs) Try having kids. Donna says that she doesn't do stuff like that, and Kelly's like, no thanks. And Kyle tells Kelly she doesn't need her beauty sleep and runs off. Aw. Very smooth. Donna says that they all thought Kelly and Kyle were going to be the super couple at school after the summer, prompting Kelly to have an unsolicited flashback to the summer when Kyle kind of came out to her. She catches Steve staring at her and is like, nice nips before leaving. (laughs) I need to write some of this stuff. What's wrong with me? Back in the locker room, Brandon is just walking around. (laughs) What's up with this guy in locker rooms? Seriously. Does he ever actually have any need to be in any of these? Nope. Creep-tastic. And the guys who do track apparently also played football and are angry at Brandon for some of the articles he wrote about them. So they threatened to give him a wedgie. And that is their retribution, giving Brandon a wedgie. Nice. Seriously. Amateur hour. (laughs) Also, one of these guys, Tony Miller, will eventually help to save the world before dying on The Walking Dead. Yay! Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Brandon yells out for Steve, who arouses the guys into stopping, only to encourage them to give him a wedgie again. This time, they're interrupted by the coach, and they all disperse. And Brandon thanks Steve for his protection, and Steve tells him that he's a jock. And before we can even roll our eyes, Brandon says that Steve may be a jock, but he can outskate, outshoot, Probably outrun, outman! No, sorry, Hamilton. Yeah, I know, Hamilton. (laughs) Who I am assuming is the captain of the track team says, I don't know, Brandon, those who do. Oh, nope, Mm -mm, that's not what he says. Nope, nope. He says, I don't know, Brandon, those who can do, those who can't write about it. Yep, that's the saying, 100%. 100%. I've never heard that. Ever. Uh, Yeah. Back at the Blaze offices, Brandon tells Andrea that he decided to run 
for the coach, and he's got him down for the 440. Andrea talks about some guy who does the sports and also talks about the sports, but Brandon is hesitant because of his work on the paper at the Peach Pit and, you know, his super full class load that always seemed to leave him with time randomly to interview people throughout the day. Hmm. This conversation is apparently a lead-up to tell Andrea that he wants to give up writing so that he can focus on being an athlete. Andrea doesn't put up much of a fight, but maybe it's because she knows it's just as she knows just as well as the rest of us that this is just a phase, and Brandon will eventually flake out anyway. Back at Casa Walsh, Brenda has decided that she should be able to drive Brandon's car whenever he's not using it. And she is somehow also convinced ev that everyone supports her in this decision. Jim tells Cindy that, you know, it's only fair. And Cindy reminds Jim that he has never ridden with Brenda. Just then, Brandon heads home and Brenda approaches the subject with him. And he surprisingly agrees pretty quickly. She leaves to call Dylan to share her news, and Cindy asks Brandon if he's feeling okay. He says that he is, and he's got a brand new pair of track shoes to prove it. Um, did they just give those out at school? I mean, don't you buy your own? I mean, who knows? I mean, I definitely didn't get this body by running. <laughs> just saying. I got mine running to the refrigerator. <laughs> All right. Back at West Beverly, we find out that Brandon has taken over Steve's position on the relay team Ooh. because, of course, he's okay with that. Steve isn't, on the other hand. Meanwhile, Dylan has taken to hanging out in the men's locker room, too, so that he can confront Brandon about agreeing to let Brenda drive his Mustang. He says that now she's going to want to drive the Porsche, and he doesn't think the relationship is strong enough for that. Given what I know, I would tend to agree. And speaking of Brenda driving, we are on the mean streets of Beverly Hills with her and Donna and David. They come to a stoplight and David leans over the front seat to mess with the radio and Donna yells at him and tells him to sit back and put on his seatbelt. Proof again that she might actually be the protagonist. We see an elderly lady in the car in front of them who is watching the three of them argue in her rearview mirror. Suddenly the light turns green and David yells out, Green light! And Brenda pushes on the accelerator only to run into the back of the elderly lady's car. She gets out, uh, as does the elderly lady, and they meet at the bumper. Brenda starts singing like a canary. She says that it's all her fault, although she says she didn't think she was moving. So pick one, Brenda. And Brenda suggests they call the cops or report it to their insurance. And the old lady says there's no damage to either car, but they should exchange phone numbers in case anyone ends up in, quote, traction. Nice. I wonder if that will be important later. It's a clue. Back in the West Beverly gym, everyone is working out, and the captain, Bert, screams as he closes the workout machine. Arr. We are a sports podcast now. We are. <laughs> Brandon asks if he's done, and Bert mocks his small stature. Brandon jokes about steroids, and everyone gets real quiet. <laughs> the coach comes in and tells everyone that they have a date with destiny and they all start piling out it's a stripper oh that makes so much more <laughs> sense i guess tony stops steve and asks him if they're being set up and steve has no idea no really he just has no idea <laughs> burke tony and connor talk to steve about the program which is basically pharmaceutical steroids after their disastrous football season, the three started taking steroids, and they invite Steve to join what they call the Power Pack, and he says that he just wants to major in something before he graduates, and agrees. They ask about Brandon, and Steve says that Brandon is cool, he just wants to let her too. Um, are we talking about the same Brandon, you know, the narc? Because he tattles on everything. 
He does. Back at Casa Walsh, Brenda is fretting about her accident, and Donna says it's just a little ding, and he probably won't even notice. Brandon won't notice. Of course. Donna suggests that she doesn't say anything unless Brandon notices, and then just play dumb. Brenda says that she can't be a good actress where Brandon is concerned because he can read her like a book, like a trashy romance novel. <laughs> Brandon, cut, like, what's that book where the siblings do it? Flowers, Flowers in, in the, the Attic. attic. Yes. Brandon comes in as if on cue and gives Brenda a hard time about the car still being in one piece. He didn't seem to notice the ding, and Brenda doesn't bring it up to him. And back at the peach pit, Kelly is checking out just as Steve is arriving. Steve asks her to stay, and she says that she's getting up early to go run with Kyle. Steve asks her if they're doing it, and she tells him that he always reminds her why she broke up with him. Brandon apologizes about acing him out of his position, and Steve eagerly forgives him but then tells him just to wait until May. And Brandon's like, Kelly and Andrea's birthdays? Really? Very important. But yeah. no, Steve's talking about state. And Brandon's like, no one's making it to state. <laughs> Steve asks him about Cahill, which, who's that? That's, who's Cahill? Who's that guy? You've got to do a better job about introducing your characters, writers. Right. I'm assuming that's Burke, the captain. Be. Yeah. Brandon says that he's a long shot and then muses as to why that guy doesn't like him. I think the better question is, why do so many people actually like you, Brandon? Right? Ugh. Brandon brings up the super funny steroid joke he made in the weight room, and Steve tells him that steroids are no joking matter. Like, all <laughs> ragey about all it. All roid ragey about hmm, it? I wonder what's happening. Brandon tells him about how dangerous they are, and Steve says that everything has a downside, but if they're taken properly, they just give you a competitive edge. Oh, there's the title. Ah, uh, he said the title of the episode. Brandon spits literally that they are hormones that make you irrational and violent and steve says and you know everything about everything no wonder why those guys don't like you then he spins the barstool violently and storms out wait is steve the protagonist he just called Definitely out brandon not. no <laughs> no it's donna <laughs> andrea knocks on the door to the peach pit after hours and brandon lets her in why are 16 year olds closing down a business alone yeah so many questions Brandon asks Andrea if he had a story about steroid use in the athletic department if she'd run it. Um, are you kidding? She covered a fucking funeral. Oh, wow. <laughs> the only thing she won't run is the 440. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Me either. Yeah. She asks him if this means that he's back on the paper and he says, um, did I ever leave? Um, well, yeah, you know, there was this whole scene a few minutes ago where you said you couldn't do it all. Don't you remember? It was like 15 minutes ago. And then she brings up her prize-winning expose on the cafeteria food and her stint undercover. Again, how did that happen? She's literally a student there. How did they not notice her? Anyway, she tells him that it was super lonely and maybe that wasn't the undercover bit, but just the part about not having friends. <laughs> mm -hmm. Andrea. We join Kelly and Kyle jogging, and she tells him that she can't believe he runs six miles every day. And he clarifies, 12 on the weekends. Um, excuse me, who is he? Sorry. Kelly's, Kelly's husband. <laughs> Must be my husband. Must be Kelly's husband. Nerd. He tells her that that is the life of a long-distance runner. I'm sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't cross-country long-distance and track is short distances? I think so, but I didn't do any of that i didn't do research so i don't know sorry then he tells kelly that he likes hanging out with her because he doesn't have to try and impress her 
that's just what every woman loves to hear. Yep. In the locker room, Burke confronts Steve about Brandon and asks if he's discussed the program with them. Steve tells him that Brandon isn't part of the program, but they don't have to worry about him because he's such a great guy. Barf-O-Rama. Why did I use no. the phrase Barf-O-Rama? Maybe Steve is having trouble thinking because the neck of his sweatshirt is so tight and he's got no circulation to his brain. It could possibly be. Isn't the program like a, a horror movie or something? or some No, sort that's of the just... faculty. Oh, that's our wrong movie. Oh, damn it. Burke and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it almost sound like I was saying Birkenstocks. Burke and Steve head out to the weight room where Brandon allegedly can't get his last sets of weights finished. The other track team members try to encourage him, but he's all like, sniffle, sniffle, you guys got any juice? <laughs> Not exactly like that, but he is rubbing it on pretty thick. I thought that was a, an, excellent, an excellent dramatic interpretation. <laughs> Thank you. You can reach out to my agent. Okay. Chris Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> He asks if anyone has any suggestions about how he can boost his performance. It's called Viagra. Burke tells him to get plenty of rest, eat right, and take Geritol. <laughs> Brandon asks him if that is the secret to his success. And Burke tells him, there are no secrets on this team. And if Brandon were writing an article about it, he could quote him. I don't know. I think that might be suspicious. I think it might be on to you. <laughs> Back at Casa Walsh, Brandon crushes a can and then throws it into the garbage and tells his family that he should have tried out for the basketball team. Brenda says, didn't you try that last year? And got him, got him. Suddenly, the phone rings, and someone asks from for Brenda Walsh's father. It's the lady from the accident who suddenly has a horrible case of whiplash. Both Jim and Brandon are furious at Brenda for not saying anything. The phone rings again, and this time it's for Brandon, and someone wants to meet him in secret, deep-throat style. <laughs> I can't even read the next part. That's that's the worst part. I can't even read the next part. Oh Lord. Oh my. I'm just our, our writer. She she's great. Um. Anyway, about the secret deep throat style, it's Kyle. So you know it's definitely going to be deep throat style. Not <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, Lord. It's like it writes itself. It does. He asks Brandon if he's asking about scoring steroids. And Brandon says he just wants a competitive edge. Oh, there's the title again. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't believe that. He accuses Brandon of writing an article about it. And Brandon can't believe that he's that transparent. Shut up, Brandon. <laughs> Kyle like a ghost. Right? <laughs> Kyle confesses that a lot of people on the team are using and it's getting out of control. And he wants it exposed so that it stops. But he doesn't want Brandon to name names. And Brandon promises not to. Sabrina's boyfriend, look at you. Narking on everyone. Sabrina's boyfriend. Yes, he did. He was actually a reporter on that show. Hmm. Oh. It all comes full circle. I don't think he was deep-throating anything, though. Yeah. At West Beverly... Born and raised on the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. Uh, Donna asks Brenda if she's grounded, and Brenda says she isn't, but her dad told her she couldn't drive again until health raises over. And then Donna says, psych, it's not relevant to the story, and I can't turn the page yet. Hold on. Turn the page. It's not relevant to the story, but uh, what? What? But you thought it should be noted. 
At West Beverly, Donna asks Brenda if she's grounded, and Brenda says she isn't, but her dad told her she couldn't drive again until hell freezes over. And then Donna says psych, and it's not relevant to the storytelling, but I thought it should be noted. Steve tracks Brandon down and apologizes for getting angry with him at the peach pit, and then he runs away in his leather coat. <laughs> Completely normal Run away! Brandon heads to the Blaze offices and tells Andrea that he is not sure if he wants to run the story because he has a friend that might be involved on the fringe. Gee, I wonder who that could be. And they're apparently delivering the story to the coach and trying to get a quote that day. Andrea offers to run point on the story, which is already written in like two days. Brandon busted a steroid scandal wide open. No wonder why he gets that job in Boston. <laughs> Brandon heads to the gym and tells Steve about the article and suggests he get rid of any pills that he might have. Steve is not happy because he's on steroids. Because he's on steroids. <laughs> we join the track team, the coach, and Andrea on the field where the coach is telling everyone that he cannot afford to test them all, but he is canceling practice until the guilty parties come forward. And the guilty parties obviously start looking around pretty furtively. Worst criminals ever. Just saying. Brandon stands there fully dressed like he's not the one who did it all. The power pack follows Steve off the field and accuses him of being a narc. They threaten him and Brandon and they say that they're not going to be confessing. Yeah, so there. They really gave it to him. Let me just say. They're on steroids. Right. Brenda and Dylan stop by the old lady from the accident's house with some flowers and an apology. She opens the door in a neck brace and starts telling Brenda that there's a lawsuit and threatening her driving record in the nicest, most passive way ever. She tells Brenda that she offered to settle without the insurance companies for the cost of her hospital bills and a small amount for pain and suffering, but Jim insisted on going through the insurance companies. Brenda says she'll talk. And that goes well. Yeah, right? Yep, it's Jim. Jim tells Brenda that this old lady is threatening a million-dollar lawsuit against the insurance company. And Brenda's all, you taught us to be compassionate and truthful and take responsibility for our actions. Hi, Brenda. This doesn't involve you taking responsibility at all. <laughs> it would be your parents doing that. So take several seats. Right. Brandon heads off to work where Steve is lurking in the back room and Kelly is picking up several pies for her mother who has, quote, been on a kick lately. Hmm, I wonder oh. why. Foreshadowing much? And Steve tells Brandon that he is going to get their asses kicked. And Brandon said that he watched his best friend's personality change and thought he might be getting into something he didn't understand. He had taken one pill. One pill. I've never done steroids, but I don't think that's how they work. I've never done those steroids. Yeah, I mean, I've done steroids for, like, bronchitis and right. stuff. And they just make you hungry. Yes. Make Alec, my son, talk in his sleep. <laughs> uh, I did watch that Ben Affleck after-school special, though, so I kind of you know, kind what, of know what it was about. Yeah. Uh, and then Steve asks Brandon to have Andrea print the name of the source so it would clear his name. And Brenda, Brandon tells him he can't do that. Steve shoves Brandon into the freezer and tells him that from here on out, now and forever, Brandon's on his own. Well, I mean, he's got Brenda and Dylan and definitely Andrea. So, <laughs> and guess what? Kelly witnessed it all and awkwardly asks to get a peek out by. <laughs> Brandon's like, bro, bro, we messed up somebody's order again. <laughs> the next day at track practice kelly comes to visit kyle and asks about what's going on with the track team she asks kyle to talk to the team and protect steve and he says he will 
Is this like the time that Emily asked the other rugby players to be Benfield and Ross and it completely backfired? I think it is. That's a friend's reference. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, Steve shows up at practice and the itty bitty penile committee. <laughs> Did you do this to me on purpose? God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the itty bitty penile committee <laughs> confronts him and tells him that he is going to tell the coach that it was him that's doing it, but it, that is going to crush his dreams of lettering. Things start to get well, you know, aggressive. Well, I mean, as much as Beverly Hills can be aggressive, so there was lots of shoving and huffing and puffing, and finally Kyle blurts out that he was the source for the article and that they needed to stop because they're getting out of control. And everyone else on the team must be so convinced by his passion and floopy hair that they don't kick his ass. All right. Meanwhile, Brenda takes the bus, thanks a lot, Dylan, to the old lady because she still feels guilty. And by the way, she is gorgeous in this ensemble, let me say. She the is. turtleneck, the skirt, and the tights combo with the plaid headband are quintessential 90s. I felt like JBN just now then. Oh, <laughs> well, you're welcome. Thanks. The old lady doesn't answer the door, but we hear music playing, so Brenda walks to the huge bay window overlooking the living room with absolutely no shades or curtains. And she sees the old lady without her neck brace doing some jazzercise aerobics. The lady turns and sees her, and we all know that she has been busted. Jim delights in this news, and his insurance agent tells him that the woman is a scam artist. She's had like 19 accident claims in the last three years, which is why she didn't want to go through the insurance company. In one case, it was discovered that she even backed into the other person pretending like they ran into her. Brenda assumes that this was also the case in their accident and declares that she isn't a bad driver. In fact, she's a great driver and everything should be absolutely forgiven. And you know what? It is. It is. Meanwhile, Steve heads to the peach pit and everything is completely fine with him and Brandon. And then Brenda and Dylan come in to announce that Brenda drove the porch. Ooh. I think that's a euphemism too. <laughs> and now she wants the Mustang so she can go to the movies with Donna and David. Third wheeling it. Sounds like a great time. And Brandon agrees because now Dylan is going to give him a ride home. Makes <laughs> sense. What's happening here? They all head outside to say goodbye to Brenda who then happens to almost run into a garbage truck on her way out. Is that foreshadowing? Because didn't that one guy get killed by a gar- get in his car get by a garbage Josh. truck? Yeah. Wasn't it? I don't know. I, I don't just know. know it was like a big truck and he was driving like a beetle or something. Something like that, yeah. And Brandon was like, ah! no! There's a lot of it. Like, we'll get to that. dad gets blown up in a car. That's it. But he didn't. Yeah, well, so they say. <laughs> <laughs> um... Issues this week? Don't do steroids. Yes. Drugs steroids. Say no to drugs and steroids. Yes. And Brandon had no love interest this week. No, he didn't. Unless you count running track as his no, love interest. Nobody could actually love that. No. No, no, no. Um, we did get a little foreshadowing of Jackie's pregnancy. Mm-hmm. That's coming up. Yes. I think that's in the next couple of episodes. Yay. Because she wants, apparently, she just eats two pies and I eat and nobody says anything. She's eating a lot of pies. I would now. think that's a depression or pregnancy. Or pregnancy, yeah. Although, yeah. how is she still able to? Well, I guess people my age get pregnant. Well, I mean, her, dude, Kelly was in high school. So, I mean, she probably wasn't in her, still get pregnant then. Yeah. I guess that's us. I guess everybody right now. doesn't have 
isn't peri peri periomenopausal. Yeah. Periomenopausal or hasn't had a hysterectomy. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Good times. Good times. <laughs> it's, it's so delightful to be a woman. Um I love misogyny. Yeah, it's fun. Um, let's see. Any have you watched anything new? Um no. <laughs> <laughs> I start. I started watching this uh, docu series on Netflix called High Score, and it kind of goes over the history of like video games. Oh, that. hey, I saw that preview. And super excited that the gals from Double Love are back. Yeah, and so I listened to both of those, and I forgot how much I missed them because they cracked me up. And the episode I haven't listened to this newest one though, but it's Two Boy Weekend <laughs> this <laughs> <Come> week. <on laughs> that. I forgot that uh, Jessica eventually gets an actual boyfriend. Yes, I did too. So that they're back and I was listening to that and then felt really old today listening to 302010 while I was doing laundry that the movie Pump Up the Volume came out 30 years ago. We would have been 14. He was talking about masturbation. Mm-hmm. I wonder why it was so uncomfortable. But they sucked about, they talked about that going back and rewatching it, it actually really held up and that um it's a really good teenager movie yeah christian slater was the shit back then he was he was really good in um the dirty john betty broderick oh i haven't watched it story. yet he was really good in that i think anything that i've seen him in mr robot i didn't really care for mr robot because it's not really my thing but i thought he was really good in that yeah when i watched it he got out of his pretending like he's jack nicholson phase yeah oh and then also in the feeling old um category why why river phoenix would have been 50 years old today 50 mm -hmm. again yes. drugs are bad guys bananas yes drugs are bad anything else no no okay how was vegas what'd you do there um well we social distanced and we ate a lot and we did like the marvel there's a marvel thing there where it has like costumes and stuff from the movies and oh brady liked it i was like meh meh i've never been there to Vegas or to the Marvel exhibit? To Vegas. Vegas is a good time. It was definitely a different experience going with a 14-year-old who can't do anything. But, I mean, the bars and stuff are closed anyway, so it's not like it mattered. And there were no shows or anything, so we just did a lot of walking around. And he's into architecture, so oh. he liked going into all of the casinos and seeing all the decorating and stuff like that. Well, that's cool. Yeah. It was expensive, though. <laughs> Like the tickets were cheap to go, but once we were there, I forgot. Chris was like, Don't you remember how expensive it is? I was like, Yeah, but normally I'm paying for one person, not two. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Didn't, I've never been there. I don't know why I've never been there. I just never have been there. I love Vegas. I second to Disney World. Cool. Are you still on track? For now, they're not, uh, they won't let you in if you won't wear a mask. So, well, there you go. And that means even, like, medical exemptions, they won't allow you, like, actual medical, medical exemptions, they won't allow you to. So we have to wait and see if they'll either relax that uh, to allow for genuine medical exemptions or if we can actually get Patrick to wear a mask. All right. Well, but now would be a perfect opportunity because there's hardly anybody there. So it would be a great time to take Patrick because there's not a lot of crowds. Right. I mean, I get it. I get it from their perspective, but it kind of sucks for those people who actually have that are fake telling people they've got medical exemptions or they've got disabilities that 
you know, won't, won't uh, they won't uh, allow, not allow, but, you know, Patrick freaks out whenever he wears one because of the sensory issues. So Herman doesn't mind, you know, ladies wearing masks, but he does not like men wearing masks. Oh, he doesn't? Does he growl no, at him? He does. He freaks out. It's all mouthy. It probably looks dangerous to him. Yeah, but I don't know why he, he why the ladies don't bother him. He likes the ladies. He does. All right. Um, I don't know what next week is about. <laughs> I keep trying to guess, and then I guess wrong. I'm episode, like in completely different seasons. Episode 21 will have something about something. Oh, well, that's various to observation. Thanks. I, I thought of that all by myself. Thank you, because I'm not taking any credit for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can find us on all your podcatchers. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe. We like five-star reviews. You can find us on Instagram at Donna Martin Graduates and on the Twitters at uh, Graduates Donna. Next week is actually everyone's talking about it, which is where one of my favorite condom distribution speeches come from where Donna talks about having a pool and teaching your kid to swim oh, and putting yeah. the fence around and stuff like that. That's a great episode. And then David thinks that means that she's going to slip one out. <laughs> so I, I don't know. No, that's not actually how you talk about Awesome sauce. Yeah. And then after that is um, when they find out that Jackie's pregnant. So. Oh, well, we're getting there. Yeah, we only have like... Oh, and then we're going to... And that means that we're close to uh, meeting Jake... Oh, Melrose Place. Melrose yes. Place. Yes. The backdoor pilot. Oh, whoa, whoa. Don't talk about Amy's backdoor. <laughs> Four, six. Anyway. Um, we have eight more episodes, so, for the season. season two? Yeah. Oh, boy. That should get us right to around Christmas time, and then we can take a little break. Yay! Another one. Not brought on by the misuse of painkillers and trips to Vegas. Trips to Vegas. <laughs> And hopefully it won't be pandemic related either. Mm. Although I have been, I'm really up on my Christmas shopping. I've been, I'm like done with Alex. I'm done with my nieces. I'm on it. I haven't done one damn thing. I am on it because I'm, I'm worried that once the Christmas season hits or some, something's going to happen and then be like, Oh, guess what? You can't Christmas. You can't celebrate Christmas. That sucks. I did have somebody at work tell me the other day. I'm sure you saw this on, I did. on my Facebook that, uh, that the um because i was joking about how i keep talking about 2021 like we're going to wake up january 1st and the pandemic's going to be gone or the coronavirus is going to be eradicated and he's like nope it's going to be uh, it'll be gone november 5th i think or is it november 4th november, november 4th. 4th yeah he's like no it'll be gone november 4th and i just looked at him and i said are you are you joking i can't tell if you're joking <laughs> and he's like no i'm not joking i'm very serious it's going to be gone november 4th and I, and I just looked at him and I said, I cannot talk to you because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I walked away. And this is a kid who, this is a kid, mind you, he's like 19 and he's in college. Stop feeding your, filling your kids' heads full of nonsense. All right. As if every country in the world, hospital administrators, nurses, doctors, people all gathered together to make up this horrible uh, pandemic so that we could get Trump out of office. It would have been easier just to do other things that I'm not going to talk about because I could. I don't want to end up on a list. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody somewhere, a tape recording machine suddenly turns on. Right. (laughs) And then there's me on a list. Yep. You're on a list. I won't be able to fly to Florida in November. Nope. 
you're on a list. <laughs> Anywho, until next time, we'll be back next week with episode 21. Uh, the condom episode. Yes. We'll just call it that. Yeah. Condom Everyone's episode. talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. Um, until then, bye. Bye. Bye.